Hi, I'm Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. Today, I want to look at practical and creative ways to share the gospel with children. So whether you're a mom of young kids or you work with kids or you have children in your life, whether it's a sibling or a cousin or a neighbor that you're burdened for, I hope that this episode will really give you some inspiration on how to communicate the childlike wonder of the gospel to the kids in your life. Before we dive in, I wanted to remind you that there are still a few more days to register for our 2020 Set Apart Simulcast. This expanded online event happened about a week ago, and it was just an amazing time where hundreds of women from all around the world gathered to rally around that singular desire to pursue a passionate devotion to Jesus Christ. And even if you missed the live event, you can still register for a simulcast and have access to the entire online conference for the rest of this year. And you can watch the sessions and the bonus guest interviews as often as you like throughout this year. So if you're looking for something that can just really spark your intimacy with Christ or a way to share these truths with other women and girls in your life, I would really encourage you to go to setapartgirl.com today and register. Registration closes on June 15th, but there's still a chance to hop in there for the next few days and register for a 2020 simulcast. I was so blessed by this year's conference and the material that was shared was inspirational to me as I was preparing it and the guest interviews were so powerful. So I really hope you can be a part of that event and be blessed by those messages. Again, you can go to setapartgirl.com to learn more. And again, there's only a few days left to register. So be sure you hop on there and register before the 15th or by the 15th. Let's look at what it means to be creative and practical when it comes to sharing the gospel with children. I remember a number of years ago, I read a Sunday school preschool curriculum, and it was talking to teachers about how to share the gospel with younger children, and it cautioned against using, quote, heavy terms like sin and death and hell. It encouraged teachers to just focus mainly on the light and happy aspects of the gospel message. Now, of course, I understood the writer's desire to protect young children from subjects that they're really not ready for, but it also made me kind of sad to see that the power and the fullness of the gospel was being reduced to just a warm and fuzzy fairy tale designed to make children feel good because the gospel is so much more than that. I've learned in being a mom for about 15 years now that if children don't recognize the seriousness of sin and the terrible destiny that awaits those who don't know Jesus Christ, their hearts really won't be prepared to understand the good news of the gospel. So I think it's really important that we don't try to sugarcoat truth. Kids need to be disturbed over their sin. They need to recognize their helplessness and they need to understand what it really means to spend an eternity separated from Christ. Really, before they can grasp the good news, they have to fully understand the bad news. In my own endeavors to disciple my children, I've discovered that their hearts are a lot more stirred by the message of the cross when they understand how serious sin is and they become acquainted with their utter need for a Savior. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that sharing the gospel with kids has to be some miserable, upsetting experience. If you ever saw that movie, Pollyanna, that old Disney movie, I grew up with that movie, and there was a a pastor in that movie who would just 
preach these fire and brimstone sermons all the time, and it would leave all of his congregation with sour stomach for the rest of the week. I remember growing up with that movie and laughing at the way he used to preach because it was completely, you know, fire and brimstone and anger and the wrath of God. Now, that's not what we're talking about when we talk about communicating the seriousness of sin and the reality of hell. The gospel is actually the most wondrous, joyful, exciting message in the universe. So it's really important to convey it to the children in our lives with all of its epic power and hope and majesty. But rather than dumbing down or sugarcoating truth into a feel-good version of Christianity, I've found that it's really better to look for creative ways to share the fullness of the gospel with our children. Now, they may not be ready for a long liturgical sermon, but they usually are capable of grasping much deeper concepts than we usually give them credit for. We as adults just need to communicate truth in a way that really captures the childlike wonder of the good news. After all, Jesus himself said, unless you become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Contrary to popular belief, children are not less capable of understanding the gospel than adults are. In fact, in many ways, they are actually more capable than adults of comprehending its beautiful simplicity. So I would encourage you to take advantage of those early years when the children in your life are ready to respond to God's life-changing truth with that childlike wonder and joy. One of the questions that so often comes up with parents or those who are working with children is the feeling of being disqualified or just not ready to share the gospel with children because it can be a little bit intimidating. How do you communicate something so important with children who are immature and maybe don't have a long attention span, etc.? And I think a lot of us as parents especially start to believe that if our kids just hear it from other people, if they go to Sunday school and Bible clubs, they'll hear the gospel and then we can just reinforce what they already learned. But I think this is really backward reasoning because as parents, God has entrusted us with the privilege of leading our kids to Christ. Following Jesus is the most crucial decision that they will ever make. It's that decision that's going to determine their eternal fate. So who better to facilitate that all-important decision than the parent, those who have been appointed by God and anointed for this sacred task. Really, no matter how unqualified you feel, God has specifically called you as a parent to lead your child to Him. And if you are working with children or you have influence over children, the same is true. You have that position in their life to speak truth. And if you don't, you might be the only one who ever does. So I would encourage you to ask God to equip you and lead you and trust that He will provide you with all of the wisdom, creativity, and diligence that you need to point your children's hearts to Jesus Christ. Now, once you make that decision to rise up and embrace that calling to share the gospel with your children or with other children in your life, I would encourage you to begin to ask God to show you how to communicate truth to those specific children in very practical, creative ways that will reach their heart, not just something they hear, but something that will penetrate to the depths of their soul. And I wanted to share a few practical ideas that have really worked well in our home over the years as we have sought to really point our children to Christ. And the first one is to get excited about God's truth because excitement is contagious to kids. When we as adults share the life-changing message of the gospel with our children, it's really important that we do it with genuine enthusiasm and joy. Now, I'm more of a naturally reserved person, so jumping up and down and acting super peppy isn't really 
what I normally do. But I really think that even a reserved person can show passion and excitement for truth, the truth of Jesus Christ. When I speak about truth with fervor and conviction, it captures my children's interests and it awakens them to the importance of what I'm sharing with them. I've noticed that when I spend time personally meditating on the amazing wonder of the cross, like reading the Psalms and listening to powerful worship music and just immersing myself in the Gospels, I become freshly excited and passionate about sharing that truth with my children. And I'm not just going through the motions of teaching them truth or principles from God's Word because it's the right thing to do. It's something that I'm really genuinely excited about. So we as adults have to have our hearts in the right place as a starting point. We have to be excited. We have to remember how amazing this good news really is. And the best way to do that is to constantly meditate in God's words, in his truth, and remind ourselves of what Jesus really did for us on that cross. I've told the story a few times of hearing my audio Bible play the same scene over and over for about a week, and it was the crucifixion scene. And probably by the end of the fifth time that I heard it, it was really starting to finally sink in. And I just fell down on my knees in my bathroom, which is where I was at the time, you know, just getting ready in the morning or something. And I just began to pray and worship and thank God for what he had done for me on that cross, because I I finally began to catch a clearer vision after hearing that story every single day for five days in a row. And so sometimes that's what it takes of just tuning out the noise and the distractions of our daily life and really focusing on the reality of the gospel and then allowing that excitement and that joy to spill over into our our hearts, our eyes, our gestures, how we communicate when we're sharing the gospel, when we're talking about truth with our children. And especially with younger children, I really like to start out devotional times with phrases like, we are going to talk about something amazing today, or I have something super exciting to tell you about today. So right from the start, it sets that stage for both me and my kids to get excited about the tremendous joy and wonder of God's truth. Even when I'm talking about the more weighty aspects of the gospel, like the seriousness of sin, as we talked about earlier, I found that I can use that as a catalyst to lead into the amazing, astounding, wonderful, hope-filled good news of Christ. So there's really always a reason to be excited about what I'm talking about when it comes to the gospel. Really, no matter what aspect of the Christian life I'm sharing with my kids, I found it's really important to always tie it back to that foundational message of Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. He gave everything for us, and it should be our delight to give everything to Him in return. When my children have that perspective, truth will never become dour or dutiful. Living the Christian life has to flow out of that love relationship with the King of all kings, not just a moral code. When I help my kids understand this, the gospel becomes life-giving, and there's always a reason to get excited about that truth. Another practical is to use visual illustrations. I remember a number of years ago, I wanted to share with my young son, I think he was about seven at the time, about the concept of spiritual breaches, those gaps in our spiritual wall that allow the enemy access into our soul. And I wanted to show him that habitual sin or unforgiveness in his heart could allow the enemy to gain a foothold in his soul. The book of Nehemiah and that broken down wall of Jerusalem paints a really great picture of this really important spiritual truth. But instead of just reading him the story of Nehemiah, I wanted to visually demonstrate that concept. So I started to use toy blocks to build a city with a wall around it. And then I broke apart a piece of the wall and grabbed a a mean looking army guy and showed him sneaking into the city through a gap in the wall to attack and harm the people that were inside. And I said, this is what the enemy does when we allow 
sin and unforgiveness into our life. It's like a gap in our wall, and the enemy tries to sneak through that gap and tries to bring darkness into our life. And if we don't close up that gap by confessing our sin and repenting of that sin, he'll keep coming back time and time again and begin to gain that foothold of control. Now, that was just a simple visual illustration using toy blocks and an army guy, but it really did make a lasting impression upon this little boy and helped him to grasp the truth that I was sharing. So whenever possible, I try to look for those simple creative visual illustrations that will really help my kids better understand the spiritual truths that we're talking about. So to show my kids that it's impossible to produce godly fruit without the enabling power of God, I might give them a plastic bag filled with brown bananas and bruised apples. No matter how many times they reach into that bag, the only kind of fruit that comes out is rotten or old. And I say, you know, this is what happens when we try to live a good and godly life without God's spirit living inside of us. It's only when he comes in and takes control that the right fruit comes out of our behavior. And then you can illustrate that with a bag of healthy, good fruit. Now, it's not always necessary to use visual illustrations when you're sharing the gospel with kids, but for those times when you really want to convey really important spiritual truths and have it reach their heart, ask God to give you those creative ideas for demonstrating truth in a way that will really connect with them. I found that it can be helpful to read through Bible curriculums for kids and you know children's Sunday school curriculums. Sometimes they can have good ideas, but it's really important as you do that not to adopt that method that dumbs down the gospel because that's really easy to happen and a lot of modern curriculums for children do that. It is really more than possible to communicate truth in a way that is sensitive to your children without stripping the power and punch out of the message. It just really just takes some creativity and a lot of God's supernatural grace. And the third practical that I'd like to share with you is to invest your time and energy into this. Our children need to be reminded often of the key spiritual truths on which they need to be building their lives. Our goal should be so far beyond just leading them to say a sinner's prayer and accept Christ into their hearts. They have to be discipled in their Christian faith all throughout the growing up years. We need to put just as much effort into their spiritual training as a missionary or a pastor would to give to a new convert under his spiritual leadership, if not more. If we're a parent, it's even more. The discipleship of our children is a sacred task that God has entrusted primarily to us as parents, not always to Sunday school teachers or Bible club leaders leaders, even though those people can be just a great accent to what we're called to do in the home. Outside Christian activities like church and Bible clubs should just be an enhancement to the consistent, deeper spiritual training that our children are receiving at home. To truly disciple your children in the Christian faith requires sacrifice of time and energy. I've known a lot of dedicated homeschool moms who do an amazing job educating their children and running an incredibly orderly home, but they fall short when it comes to pointing their children's hearts to Jesus Christ. And a lot of times when those children leave home, they really fall away from their faith or they just don't maintain a relationship with Christ because they were being taught morality and given the basics of the gospel, but their souls were never really transformed by a daily, passionate, thriving relationship with Jesus Christ. Remember, if you're a parent or someone who works closely with children, all of the character training, Bible knowledge, and church activities in the world can never replace a genuine, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Studies show that a disturbingly large number of young people who have grown up in Christian homes have left the faith by the time they graduate from college. 
And a lot of these young people had godly parents who spent years training them in godly behaviors. Maybe they attended church and Sunday school. They went to youth group. They had Christian friends, but they never made a covenant exchange with the King of all kings. They never gave their lives to Jesus and entered into a personal life-transforming relationship with him. I encourage you to carefully evaluate your daily schedule and take a close look at the things that you're investing the majority of your time into. If you're a mom and you're spending a large amount of your time managing the mechanics of daily life, but you don't spend much time discipling your children, I would encourage you to prayerfully consider what daily or weekly changes you can make in order to emphasize more of the discipleship. Now, of course, this doesn't mean you should never do the laundry or clean your kitchen in order to spend several hours a day discipling your children. We need to have orderly homes. Otherwise, it's too distracting to really get anywhere spiritually with our kids. But even 15 or 20 minutes a day of focused, consistent discipleship time can make such a world of difference for a young child's spiritual growth. Also, I'd encourage you to look for ways that you can encourage your children to cultivate an individual relationship with Christ. Provide them with the guidance and the tools that they need in order to learn the disciplines of personal prayer and stillness and Bible study. For really young children, it might be as simple as a picture Bible and a notebook where they can draw pictures of what they're learning about God. For older kids, it could be a Bible, a journal, some worship music, audio Bibles, along with just a regular time in their schedule that can help them really guard those powerful daily quiet times. It's really important for kids to understand that spending time in God's presence is a relational activity. It's not a duty. It's not something that they just do because, you know, it's just like getting their math lesson done. It's a relationship. So it's important that we emphasize the fact that God desires to cultivate that daily personal relationship with them. And I would encourage you to tell your kids what it means to let God speak to their hearts and write down what they're receiving from Him and to pour out their concerns and their desires to him and lay their cares at his feet and to speak to him as a near and intimate friend rather than just a distant and impersonal being. Above all, remember that we can't expect our children to become passionate about the things of God or develop a lifelong relationship with Christ unless we are passionate about Him. In order to see our kids grow spiritually, we must be willing to put time and energy into their spiritual training and into our own spiritual growth. It's really exciting to me to recognize that we as parents or caregivers have an amazing mission field right in front of us. And I pray that we would not allow the cares of this life and the noise of this culture to distract us from the tremendous opportunity that God has given us to lead our children to Him. If you are still feeling a little daunted by this commission, I want to finish with some really encouraging, truth-filled words from Amy Carmichael that I believe every Christian mother or everyone who works with children should be reminded of on a daily basis. She said, Does the appointed burden feel too heavy to be carried? The disappointment too sharp to be welcomed? The duty too toilsome to be performed with joy? You have not to do it in your own strength. It is God who is all the time supplying the impulse, giving you the power to resolve, the strength to perform, the execution of His good pleasure. I just love that because it reminds us that it is not us, it is Christ in us that really brings the victory that we're looking for. And if we rely on Him for the wisdom and the grace that we need, we can be effective in leading little ones to Him. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Remember, you can go to setapartgirl.com or setapartmotherhood.com for more resources on discipling children and building a Christ-centered life. I pray you have a wonderful Christ-centered week. God bless. God bless.